You are about to listen to episode 16 of Meet Mediocrity and my conversation with Inner Mastery Specialist Tildette Verone. Rather than try to define Inner Mastery Specialist or, or try to put Tildette's skill set in some kind of box, let me just describe Tildette. She is an incredibly positive, insightful, empathetic, caring, and patient person. She's a motivational speaker and a coach and a guide and a great resource. She helps her clients become better versions of themselves. So let's get started. Podcast episode 16. When I started the Meet Mediocrity podcast, I tried to create a platform for ordinary people not to give up on themselves. To recognize that we all have mediocre moments or mediocre stretches or things that we're just simply mediocre at. But by meeting mediocrity, by accepting mediocrity for what it is, a human moment, a human experience, and then pushing ahead, we can all create better versions of ourselves. By almost all accounts, the planet Earth is undergoing a rebirth, a rebirth of sorts. The ozone holes are closing, shy animals in nature are coming out, air pollution is diminishing, giving us clearer views of the stars in the sky and giving those people with asthma and other pulmonary issues fresher air to breathe. So, is it possible that we can use this pandemic, this shelter-in-place moment in time, to hit the refresh button on ourselves in the same way that the planet Earth is refreshing itself? How can we look deeper into ourselves and determine what it is we can do to become better versions of ourselves. I'm not talking about surface stuff like wanting to fit into skinny jeans, but deeper, more meaningful, lasting stuff that will make us amazingly better versions of ourselves. My guest today, Tildette Verone, is an inner mastery specialist. And she and I discuss this very topic. So, without further delay, here's my conversation with Tildette. So, Tildette, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Mitchell. I'm so happy to be here. So, Tildette, you are a fascinating person. We met um, through a mutual friend, and um, I've been fascinated with you since the moment I met you. I told you that. Um, (laughs) It started with – the fascination started with the name of your company, and you call your company Growing With Truth. That Mm -hmm. that is even a more fascinating name than Mediocrity. Um, tell me, a, <laughs> tell me a little bit, Tildet, about how you came up with the name "Growing with Truth" and what it means. That's a great question. Uh, well, I was going through when I started my company. I was going through an adversity in my life. It was a time of crisis. I had 
gone through an unexpected divorce. I was with three children and I was really looking for ways to heal myself, to come back thriving so that I can be a role model to my children. And so growth and truth became really important to me. So I was really looking at the truth about myself, the truth about life and how I can grow with it. And as I was sharing this with others, I saw that authentically a business was coming up, emerging. So I didn't know what to name it. And my middle son, who is very centered and creative, he said, Mom, you know, what are the two most important things for you in life? It's growth and truth. So why don't you name your company Growing With Truth? And it really made me live that truth and that growth throughout the years. <laughs> well, you know, and thank you for sharing that, uh, Tildet. So, so just to be clear, um, my, my most important thing in my life is not mediocrity. <laughs> so that's not why I named it that way. But um, Tildet, you know, one of the reasons you and I connected and um, I think we'll stay connected as friends is – you know, I went through a similar adversity in my life and I went through a similar mm -hmm. inflection in my life. So mm -hmm. I, I found that, you know, when you talked about your inflection point and, and starting your company, I completely related to it. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, Tildet, when, when I asked you about the company the first time we, we spoke, you told me, um, yes, and uh, I've become, um, the designation I think is Inner Mastery Specialist. Yes. So that also fascinated me. I'm like, I want to be, I want to master my inner self. Um, mm. What is an inner mastery specialist? And, and, and how does an inner mastery specialist help people improve their overall wellness? Yes, that's also a great question. You have a lot of good questions, Mitchell. <laughs> so inner mastery to me is, I, I feel we're all here as human beings to get to know ourselves, knowing ourselves with the good and the bad, knowing our strengths, our weaknesses, really being aware and ha being on a journey in this lifetime to know who we are. The more we know who we are, the more we can master ourselves. If we know our thoughts, if we know our emotions, if we know our reactions, then and we are okay with it whether it is good or bad and we accept it then we can start mastering it and because we have looked at ourselves in every which way light and dark now we are okay to be transparent and to go out into the world and be willing to be seen and be willing to contribute from who we are and that contribution, because it's coming from a full place, is a real service to the world. Yeah, Tildet, it's interesting because you, you, you talk about knowing yourself. And it's funny, mm -hmm. I think most of us, I know I think I know myself. I, mm -hmm. think, I think there are quite a lot of levels of really knowing yourself. Yes. And that's where you know, someone like you can help, help us kind of get that understanding and get that light. Yes, and it is a journey, right? Because who we are, our potential is so big. 
and we are just tapping into a little percentage of it. So each time we can go deeper and tap into a little bit more. So the journey never ends, the process never ends, and that's the beauty of it. When we think we know ourselves, maybe we're looking at ourselves yesterday, but today I'm a different person. In this conversation, I'm becoming a different person. And if we can be curious about ourselves, I feel we can also be curious about others. And in that curiosity, we grow. You know, Tildet, I use, in my profession, I use the term continuous improvement a lot. I use Mm. it in the context of companies improving themselves as a performance company. I think Mm. what you're, you're using, the, the, term continue you're using continuous improvement as yes. this continuous understanding of yourself and improvement of yourself yes yes and ac- and accepting you as you are where you are with who you are in that very moment so you can show up in your life transparently and then we can inspire each other to show up And I truly believe each person is magnificent. We all have something that is unique. We are here to contribute. And when we give each other permission to show up in who we are, the world becomes better. So I always say my purpose is very selfish, but it is selfless at the same time. I want your magnificence. I want each person's magnificence. And that will only come from us looking at ourselves, improving ourselves, accepting ourselves, and then we are free. We're free of what others think of us. We're free of uh, our fears of showing up, and that freedom allows us to be. Okay, so I get everything you said. Mm-hmm. But what I think what, what I'd like to do or and what I'd like to do is I'd like to apply this a little bit, like almost a, yes. a mini session, if you will. Yes. Uh, I would love that. And I think others will relate to it. So so here's here. Let's set the stage. Um, we are living today in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are feeling a lot of different things. Yes. Um, I assume you're speaking to a lot of people today about those things they're feeling, right? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So why don't I, I'd like you to talk generally about mm-hmm. what a lot of people are feeling. And mm-hmm. then I'd like to tell you a little bit about what I'm feeling and see how you react to that. Okay, that sounds great. So why don't great. you start? Okay. Well, I am out there doing a lot of webinars and being meeting with people and running classes and all that. And there is a wide spectrum of emotions from uh, anxiety to gratitude. Now, a lot of people though are feeling, most of the people are feeling anxiety, fear. They're feeling out of control. And this uncertainty is making them very uncomfortable. But of course, our reactions are also based on who we are, our genetic disposition, our biases, our life experiences, our expression. 
So some people, it's easier to be angry. Some people, it's easier to be sad, or that's their genetic disposition and tendency. So there's a wide uh, spectrum. So I I personally um, Mm -hmm. have seen a lot of people who are stressed and anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that is quite common. Mm -hmm. I personally... Mm-hmm. I, I guess th- there may be some inner anxiety, but but for the most part, I'm not personally really freaking out about this. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I think it first first and foremost, I need to be empathetic towards others because everyone handles stress and crisis in different ways. So I, I respect yes. that. Mm-hmm. But I, I I had an interesting insight, Tilda, and and I'm hoping this is this insight is where you can help me, and maybe some others will relate to it. And it's this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking my dogs last night and I looked up Mm -hmm. at the sky and I saw Mm -hmm. all of the stars shining very brightly. Mm. And I came home, I got in bed and my wife was watching TV and I, and I do what I typically do. And I start looking at my phone and my wife gets mad at me, but that's another story. Um, I start looking (laughs) at the phone and I saw an article about the rebirth or at least the temporary rebirth of the planet Earth. Mm. how people are seeing the stars more clearly because there's less pollution, light, mm-hmm. pollu- light pollution and, and, and air pollution. Um, mm-hmm. I've known, I read, In that same article, it talked about how wildlife is starting to come out, how kangaroos are in the streets of Australia, how coyotes are in the streets of Chicago, and these sh- normally shy animals are starting to come out because we're not, you know, there aren't human beings everywhere. And yes. I started thinking about myself till that and how mm-hmm. how this moment in my life is an opportunity for a little bit of a rebirth or a mm. little bit of a restart or a refresh. Mm. And how can I use this opportunity to, to emerge as a better version of myself? I love that. <laughs> and that is exactly what we're talking about in Inner Mastery, Mitchell, because now these are the questions you're asking yourself to get to know you. And you're accepting where you are instead of thinking, oh, I should be there. I should be here. I should be doing like that person. You are looking at where you are, how you are, and you're saying, where can I go from here? And how can I improve myself? And you know, well, thank you. And I, I know, look, there, there are all as I said, there are all kinds of people with all kinds of feelings. But I know I'm not alone in feeling the way I am. I can't be the only person saying, "Gee, I <laughs> don't have to commute to work, so I could use that hour to do X, right?" Mm-hmm. Or, yes. Or you know, I don't have to, you know put on you know do my hair and makeup in the morning i don't do makeup but um, <laughs> uh, you don't have to do my hair and makeup in the morning so i have extra time to do why so uh, there are other people thinking about self-improvement i've been thinking about self-improvement till that the challenge is it's one thing to think about it it's another yes. thing to understand what to do to make mm-hmm. yourself a better person and then how to yes. go about doing it can you help yeah. me with that Yes, I I hope I can, Mitchell. We'll see if I can. And that's the question I keep asking myself. How to really close the gap between knowing and doing? You know, with Google, with this, with that, we know so much, we read so much, and then are we doing it? We have all this, 
Now, what I will suggest is like looking at your life and what do you want to do right now that you're not doing? You know, it is good for you, but you're not doing it. I am not, I am not watching my diet. Mm. I, I'm exercising. So exercise, check. I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. um, my diet, not check because every time I pass the kitchen, I say, oh, it must be a cookie or a piece mm. of candy or something. That seems to be my downfall. Um, so so to me, diet um, is one area uh, that I really, I mean, there are others, but that's one area for sure that mm -hmm. I, I've actually, I'm exercising more, but I'm not losing any weight. <laughs> yes, because, you know, what we eat is what uh, exactly. contributes to our I know weight, that. Right? Yes, and you know that, but still you're eating the cookie or whatever is attracting you. Yep. Now, that is one of the questions you would ask yourself, and I will take this deeper. This is at the very surface level. What does that cookie mean to me? What am I eating right now? Is it comfort? Is it sweetness? What do I need that is in that cookie? Uh, it is comfort and sweetness. Uh, that is yes. for sure, uh, I, I, and it's it's not it's certainly not because I'm hungry. It's certainly yes. it's certainly not because I am running low on energy. Mm -hmm. It's it's something it's something more emotional than that. I think. Yes, and this is the unconscious or subconscious, if you look at it in neuroscience terminology, psychology terminology, they will name it unconscious, subconscious, whatever it is. Under, this is the underlying, there is, we all have some kind of tension because we are feeling the collective. We're feeling the collective anxiety. We're feeling the collective uh, grief. We're feeling, even if it's not ours, because we are so connected to nature, to each other, to everything, we are feeling something. And it could be that... I mean, this is, again, the very surface. You're asking yourself, I need the comfort. I need the sweetness. How can I give this to myself without the cookie? Where is that comfort and sweetness in my life within me that I can feed myself? And so then you need to look for those actions, those things you can do. Yes. Find. So interesting, Tildet. So, so if I if I say to myself, so let me something you just said before the where can I find the cookie thing or where can I find the comfort thing was interesting yes. to me. You talked about this connectedness that we mm. all have to each other and we all have to the collective, mm -hmm. which is a pretty deep concept because I I personally am sitting here every day and I am not. Yeah, I, I take precautions. I wear the mask. I wear the gloves. I limit. I limit when I leave the house. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sitting there saying, "Oh no, I hope I don't get sick." I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Yet, yet you're saying there's still a stress level there because others in the world are suffering and scared, and they're uncertain, and and that 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 impacts everyone, no matter who they are. Yes. Yes, it is collective, and we are tapping into that. Some of us belong to our, us, some doesn't belong to us, but it triggers us in some level. 
interesting because I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go too deep. But my wife knows that I've uh, been having crazy dreams, much crazy, mm. and I never dream. But I've been dreaming mm. quite a lot during this crisis, and it's always about things that I can't control. So it's not like a, a like a, mm. a, terror, a terrible nightmare, but it's, you know, my wife laughs. The one dream that I've had over and over again is that I find myself in an airport, and I can't, <laughs> find, I can't find my gate, and um, I... <laughs> <laughs> and I end up missing my plane and I can't understand where am I supposed to go and where am I supposed to, I feel like I can't control it. And so that, that's a, and, and so that's a recur. And I, you know, I have recurring dreams like that. And I think it's almost what you just said really connected with me because there's a subconscious yes. feeling I'm having because yes. of what, what the collective, what the, what society is going through is impacting yes. me subconsciously. Yes, and 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 in doing that, just being curious and asking yourself when you wake up from that nightmare, where where do I not feel in control right now? Where um, where am I not feeling in control? And that could be in any area of your life, right? It could be maybe your finances are intact, your um, health is intact. But there might be something where you're not feeling fulfilled. There might be something where you're not feeling totally in control. Maybe you want to have a result in some area, whether it's a social, emotional, vocational. It could be so many different things, relational, social. And seeking and being curious not to judge, not to criticize, or not to say to yourself, You're, you have this and you have that and what's wrong with you or why can't you have this? But being curious and saying, is there any place in my life that I'm not feeling in control right now? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a pause on Mitch's counseling session for a second. <laughs> and, but, but I think what you've just done with, with this little conversation here is you opened up my eyes to a, a few things. What mm. you've done is you've helped in just a short minute. And, and the interesting part is we didn't really rehearse this. I just said, you know, I, I want to talk to you about my feelings. And you said, go right ahead. Mm -hmm. Here's what you just showed me. You showed me that there are clues. And if you mm. look deep enough and you start to understand these mm -hmm. clues can trigger the behaviors you want to lead to the results you want. So is it a bad yes. dream? Is it, is it going for a cookie when you really don't know why? It's, if you can take these clues and really understand these clues and then look at kind of the what you want to be, you can begin to create kind of a, a, a new or an altered path for yourself that's going to lead yes. to better results. Yes. And this and is what Tildet does, correct? <laughs> yes, this is having deeper conversations with each other and deeper conversations with ourselves to really see and hear, not just, oh, you have to do this, because it's really important to go there and see what we're feeling, see where we are at, and asking these questions, because the quality of our lives is in the quality of the questions we ask. Wow. So when we ask deeper questions with a deeper understanding and positive questions, then 
answers, the answers are within you, Mitchell. Each person has the solution within themselves. I don't have your solution for you. You have it. It's finding it. Yes. It's finding it. So that so so Tildet Verone, the inner mastery specialist, growing with truth, you're actually a Sherpa. You are our you are our guide when we work with you, you are our guide to those deeper questions, that deeper understanding, so that we can actually find the answers within ourselves to make ourselves better people. Yes, and empowering yourself, engaging yourself, tapping into your own wisdom, your own knowing, and allowing that to guide you. I don't know you as well as you know you. And and also going back to the cookies and going back to the eating the cookies, there is another thing that we need to look at, which is our values, right? Our values show what matters to us. Our and not our actions shows our values. So if your action is you are eating the cookie, there's a question to ask to say to yourself, is really eating healthy a priority to me? Is it really important to me? Because looking at you, what you shared with me, you said, I'm exercising. That is not a problem, but I'm eating the cookies. Now, your life expresses your values. So you're aligned. Your exercise is important to you. You're connecting that to your health. You're connecting that to something that is important to you. If you're eating the cookie, that means that you, that eating cookie is not as important to you. Someone told you don't eat cookies because sugar is not good for you. You can gain weight. And, but you didn't yet own the importance of that. It is not that important to you. Yes, that although, I, although I, didn't, I don't think I've realized that, but you're probably right. Yes, and what you can do is, like, because people think they value something, but if you're not doing it, you're not really not valuing it. Like, sometimes people, I buy myself, I love flowers, right? I love nature, so I'm, I always want plants, flowers in my home, and I will make sure that I get flowers for myself. And there are other people that will say, oh, I love flowers, and I want to get them because it must make you feel so good. So I ask them, do you really want flowers? They go, yes, I love them. So when did you last buy yourself flowers? Oh, let me think, six months ago, 10 months ago. So it's not important to you, but somehow you relate it to my feeling good. You want to feel good. You think it's in the flowers. It's not in the flowers. It's in what you value. That, and to me, Tildet, that is the trick. So what, what you just said is sometimes you jump to the, to the, conclusion mm-hmm. without really asking without really understanding the why so till that there is a, a lot of conversations i've heard where people say understand you know you have to understand your why why are you mm-hmm. why are you training for a triathlon why are you mm-hmm. you know um taking up a new a new um a new hobby of yoga for example mm-hmm. and 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 
people are very surface level. You made a comment to me once, Tildet, in one of our conversations. You said, I try to get um, people that I'm helping to dig seven layers deep into the why before they really understand the why. So they don't jump to the, I want flowers. They, they get yes. into the, what do I want or what do I need or what should I do to make mm -hmm. myself a happier, better, more fulfilled person? Yes, and going uh, why, deep, seven deep why, is really going to your indulgent why, not what makes you look good. You're doing the triathlon because you want to be strong. That's really not the real reason. That might be part of the reason. But there's a deeper deeper need that you have that you're doing the triathlon. Maybe to show yourself how strong you are. Maybe it is your health. Maybe, I mean, there's so many reasons we can go deeper and deeper. And when, I always say, when we go deeper and it doesn't matter who I do this exercise with, a tear will well up in your eye when you really connect to your deepest why. Well, this is a great conversation till that um i'm gonna start bringing this to a wrap-up just from a timing perspective but mm -hmm. let me first say this this has been a pleasure because you you've actually and i'm not speaking on behalf of anyone other than myself i've always looked at at people who um are you know coaches and and um you know people who who are like yourself with, with a bit of skepticism. I've mm. always kind of said to myself, I know myself. Why do I need someone else to help me understand myself deeper? But you've opened up my eyes till that to ways that, that someone like yourself can take someone who's basically pretty together and pretty self-aware and, mm -hmm. and make them more self-aware in a way that will improve their life, their lifestyle and their fulfillment. Thank you, Mitchell. It, I, I am honored uh, to be speaking to you and grateful to have these deep conversations. And I think the world needs right now to have deep conversations, real conversations, where we can really connect deeply with ourselves and with each other, not the surfacey talks and not the how is the weather, I mean, there are times that may be needed, but it's not going to get us anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, till that, first of all, I look forward to continuing our friendship, first and foremost. Mm. <laughs> and um, Me too. And second, and we, have a lo we have a lot in common, actually. <laughs> um, and secondly, um, I really think that there's a good chance that I will be reaching out to you again to have you come on my sh my podcast again to talk uh, about this at a, at a deeper and maybe a different level because there's a lot of ground we can still cover. Yes, I will be honored to. I am enjoying this conversation and I look forward to doing that. That will be wonderful. Well, great. Thank you again and have a great day till that. You too. Thanks so much for having me. I am really grateful. It sounds so simple. Ask yourself why. Determine what actions or activities will help you achieve your why. And just do that stuff. It's not that easy. It sounds easy. It's not that easy. 
I personally have spoken to coaches, counselors, therapists. I've done yoga, meditation. I've attended wellness seminars. I've exercised. I've dieted. I've read books. I've done puzzles. And like all of us, I'd imagine, I'm a serious work in process. And it's people like me, like all of us, who accept that an important part of life is being on a wellness journey, a seriously lifelong journey, who can use a Sherpa, a guide, like Tildet. So Tildet, thank you very much for joining me on today's episode. And for those of you who are listening, if you want to find Tildet, just type Growing With Truth into your search engine or go directly to www.tildet.com. And here's the wrap up. If you enjoyed the Meet Mediocrity podcast, please subscribe and please tell your friends. Follow our daily posts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter including my daily meanderings or almost daily meanderings with my dogs where I taught when I give short video clips about what I'm thinking about uh, that day and that week. If you like our posts, please press like, comment, share the post with your friends. And most importantly, until next time, this has been your host, Mediocre Mitch, hoping that you will stay happy be positive, stay healthy, keep smiling, and be well. Take care.